On this episode, we talk about the role of the recruiter in our ever-changing industry. Am I out of a job? Not yet. All right. Atlas All Access starts now. Episode what are we on? Do we even know? I don't even know anymore. Are we in double digits yet? No, we're not in double digits. Gosh. But. You're getting close. Like in Nebraska, everything changes with the weather. Yep. Wait, Tomorrow. Wait 24 hours. Exactly. So. And, and we'll get there. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Talking a little bit about communication. Yeah, I was, uh, so this came up, it's, it's come up a few times here just recently online, is like kind of the role of the recruiter and how it's changing with the, you know, with, with social media, with Facebook and, and Instagram and, and then companies coming out of the woodwork that, that want to eliminate the recruiter. And sure. Like there's, I'm sure you've seen some of them out there you know why where do they come from like do we have any idea who owns them right yep. and then and then what role do they really serve I mean there's a couple of them out there right now nurse fly uh, wanderly like I know I don't we can't tell where nurse fly has come from like, no they don't have you cannot find out who owns them which I think is not awesome, but yeah. you know that's anyway. But Wanderly's one that I've talked to. I've talked to uh, to the creators there quite a bit, and and they're good dudes. They came from the industry. I just want to know, kind of, in your opinion as a recruiter, where where you see that going? Like, where where do you see that in your role in all this? Yeah, you know, it's definitely a, an interesting concept, and you know, I, I think the people that have been doing this a long time, and and by me, no means is that me. You know, I, I still feel like I'm a young puppet. In this, but um, I think I, I do understand the industry uh, on a decent level. But you know, back in the day, it was it was phone calls. That's mm-hmm. all we had was was probably house phones, and right. it's it, it actually kind of intrigues me on how that process even went down because yeah. you know how how did you get in contact with somebody when they're when they're away from their home? Right. I mean, we're talking about the 80s, early 90s. I mean, mm-hmm. cell phones were just starting to come around. You know. Right. Probably mid '90s to 2000s, people started to probably have have personal cell phones with them and right. traveling. So that concept to me is even even crazier yep. on on how that. And, and honestly, a good question uh, for some of my my nurses that have done this for a long time of how they did that. That right. would be some interesting information. But even even you know looking back three four years now that I've been doing this, you know I came into the industry and it was it was told over and over and over: pick up the phone, pick up the phone. Make Make the phone calls, make a hundred calls a day, make five hundred calls a week was was your goal, mm-hmm. and and I still do believe that that is the case. I mean, you have to you have to pick up the phone, you have to make those concepts. But as we move into this new generation, everybody has a Facebook, mm-hmm. everybody has an Instagram, except me. Everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody has their cell phone and, and everything, and and so much is done by text, mm-hmm. um, by Facebook Messenger, by email email and those kind of things so I think that's where it's really evolved is is the new generation is not somebody that picks up the phone right and good bad or indifferent 
I, I think that's where the industry has major majorly changed. I think you're right, and I think that I mean that's one of the things I've noticed in the you know just in I think back 14 years ago when I started in the industry, you know how you're right. I mean it was a lot of home phones. There wasn't we didn't necessarily have cell phones. I mean, yeah, kind of. I guess we kind of did. Yeah. It wasn't like now, right? You didn't have 300 stored names in there. I can guarantee you that. It just right, they no. didn't have the size to do that. Right. And it, it, it's, it's changed so dramatically that it isn't necessarily even phone call equals text message, Facebook message, Instagram DM, uh, Twitter DM. Yeah. Maybe, right? I mean, it's, it, it's they all blur into the same thing. I actually get... I don't know about I don't know about any of you, but I actually get kind of upset if someone calls me. Text me first. Let's find out you know find out what I'm doing. Yeah. Then let's set up a time to call. Yeah, right? all the time. I'm always texting people like, "Are you available? Right. Are you available right now? You know, before I even reach out and make a make a phone call." Right. So you're you're 100 right. So 500 phone calls back in the day equals, and that's like 500 you know attempts, right? Yep. 500 phone calls back in the day is maybe 500 attempts at some sort right now mm -hmm. any any of those kind of touch points yep. anything right yep. and let's with technology even with that I mean there's there's text apps that I know some recruiters use and and let's say 500 phone calls you're talking about 30 seconds for four or five rings you're talking about listening to a voicemail yep. so you're talking about four to five uh, four to five minutes probably per touch mm -hmm. like you're like you're saying yep. where now you can load a predetermined message in a text app mm -hmm. and put a number in send a text put yep. a number in send a text yeah I, I mean it's really evolved on on there it so I, I think I think those are some some big changes that that have happened and I think there's a lot of it too has, has kind of it's weeded out some of the uh, some of the recruiters maybe that their hearts weren't in it right mm -hmm. I mean because there were there are companies there are companies that still do this there were the majority of the companies back in the day that would have you have to make a certain number of calls right yeah you have to dial the phone a certain number of times and they're counting those and how many times did those recruiters who maybe their hearts weren't in it call movie phone you know, 15 to 20 times a yeah. day, right? And yeah. you know, listen to movie times. Like it happened. I know it's happened. I, I so, guarantee it happened. You're 100% yeah. you're correct. So, so but old tactics, right? I mean, too many phone calls, unwanted, unwanted phone calls, right? Maybe not even in the specialty that you're in type of thing. Like the information has just gotten better. Tons better. So as a recruiter then, how do, from a communication standpoint, let's say, let's start at the recruiting, like at the very first touch point and then move through the process. Yep. Then how many calls are you, calls, touch points, DMs, text messages, whatever are you making in the beginning to that qualified, to that candidate that you know is qualified for that position? Yeah, you know, I, I think that original, like let's say we get a lead in from one of our lead sources on, the, on there and it's probably going out to multiple companies. You know, I, I think the general rule is, you know, you're probably reaching out to that person three separate times okay. um, and that's not getting an answer back. So let's say I get a lead today, I call them today, mm -hmm. I set up a task to call them in two days in 24 hours or 48 hours and I do that again and then I might give it two or three days and then try them again um, on there when I was qualified this is a warm lead right this is someone that who said I want to travel or I want someone at Atlas to contact me that's correct okay, okay. that is correct so you're gonna at least reach out to them three times okay. um, on there and and that might be um, you know that gets into 
a lot of times you see on on Facebook or you talk to people and they'll they'll say, why why do I get a phone call? Why do I get an email? Why do I get a text message? Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to it. It depends on the person. And how do we know as a recruiter? I get it. It's Mm -hmm. annoying if some if the guy guy wants me to pay my cable bill called me text me an email me I'd be like WTF right like what is going on right but different people and I and I would really say it's probably age specific different people want to be contacted in different ways right you know Mm -hmm. older school is going to want a phone call they they're not going to want to text they're going to want nothing to do with text or anything like that so as recruiters we're just taught it's we're taught we're it's it's beaten into our heads on on a daily basis of of you got to text you got to call you got to email so we realize i'm sorry out there for you watching that it does get annoying um it's coming from different companies different recruiters um and everything but that's the reason why is because we want one specific thing that we can connect you with and and you know i i think the younger generation it goes to text and why text is so great is because you can answer on your own time you might see that text you don't have time to respond but it could be you know four to five hours the next day you respond to that text and i you know i think text works great in the initial starts yep but as always i I go back to you need to pick up that phone and have that conversation i I think that's right and then so once then the offer is made like say you get that person on the phone everything goes great you submit them to a position you're you're communicating at that point you've had that conversation with them right like what is your preferred method of communication yep and so then at that point then you're communicating with them that way but offer comes in that's a phone call right yeah once you once you get an offer on on the table on there you gotta pick up and have that phone call Uh, i just encourage everybody never seal a deal over an email or a text message pick up the phone call make sure you're on the same page go over the contract with your recruiter you understand the call off policy you understand how the the money's getting broken down and those kind of things you gotta have that physical phone call on there and, and if it's not right, then some point in time, have that phone call. It's just, it's never good to do a deal over over a text or, or an email. It's just, it's not going to work out. Something's going to fall through. Right. Something is going to be missed. And, you know, even on text messages, you might be saying the right thing right. or doing the right thing, but who are the person on the other end, are they taking it the same way the as same well? Way. Yeah. You, you cannot infer tone through a text message. No, absolutely not. No. I, I'm guilty of the multiple exclamation points and that might mean I'm excited that might be I'm mad I might mean that uh, that something needs done right away away. but the other person on the other side you're never you're never gonna know that so pick a when in doubt pick up the phone make that phone call Mm -hmm. it might be a crappy situation it might be a tough phone call but it's always gonna make something better in the end of it let's clarify that too just because you've let's say text is the preferred communication as you're submitting for jobs it's very possible for you to text that nurse and say got the offer and the nurse says yes I'll take it but then at that point you are going to follow up the acceptance happens in the text but then you're gonna follow up with that phone call to run through it anyway absolutely right? absolutely and obviously that evolves over the relationship that you're building with a nurse I would say I would say once I've placed somebody maybe they're taking an extension maybe they're taking you know this is their second third fourth contract yeah at that point in time yes I would feel comfortable over a text or an email if they they know how we're going to communicate and handle business together yeah. i would say that's all right but definitely on that first one 
let's go let's pick up the phone let's have that conversation and and let's let's go through those things yeah you're right i mean all about the relationship at that point and understanding where you are in that relationship to get that to get that comfort level exactly yeah. exactly so then compliance which gosh we talked about last week and we had a great response from the from heather being on yesterday yesterday last week she did a fantastic job she did. fantastic and i'd like to have her back on again at some point asking and you know asking let's ask more questions you know to her more in-depth questions when we have more time but let's at that point you know compliance person takes over at the time of the placement it's in the accept it's it's offered accepted placement happens compliance person takes over for a while is that is it safe to assume that those same sort of communication methods are okay between those two or how do you set that up yeah you know i i think the important part out of the out of that is that they are a compliance specialist they know the ins and outs good bad or indifferent about it so you know I try to set the expectation of once you get that offer you get that initial email of these are the things if my nurse has a question about hey how does this work why do I need this or whatever I'm always going to encourage them to call that specific specialist on there they know way better than I do why they need a two-step TB or why they need an MMR booster or varicella booster or something like that. So I always recommend, you know, please email them. Please pick up the phone. They are more than willing to help you. And the last thing they want they want to do is have the nurse be super confused on why they're doing something, why they have to do something again right. on there. And a lot of times it's, I, I, I say it's the telephone. You know, I tell you one thing, you tell somebody, you tell somebody else. Yeah. Skip that, skip that recruiter part. It's not that I'm passing that buck onto that. I want you to get to the person. I want you to get the answer that you you need and you want yep. to to make you not waste time mm -hmm. on there. I, I and I absolutely agree. Like, and I think that one thing that if we can circle back around to where we started here, any of those any of those sites now that are popping up that are trying to eliminate that that human touch, that that recruiter piece yes. right there. I don't. I don't know how they're going to succeed, right? Yeah, I, I think there's just so there's so many hands in the kitty pot. There's so many moving parts in this business that you you take that out. I just don't know who's gonna pick those pieces up, right? I you and know I don't say that because I mean we're a company and you know that's a it, it, their business model is a threat to our business model. I can see I could see why automation and we're trying to do as much as we can to automate here um, without automating recruiters out of the you're clearly not out of a job obviously. yeah but you know you you're right you lose that that piece that human touch and I, I don't know I, I don't I don't know where we go from there yeah I like you said it, it'd be interesting you've had some conversations probably more than I have on on that side of things but I, like I said it, it would just be very scary for me looking at what I go through with some of my travelers in those situations if, if you're trying to automate some of that stuff you know you're trying to get your own TB you're trying to do your own mask fit and those kind of things and how that gets uploaded and who's double checking that box and who's you know checking off that you 
you got your drug screen and those yep. those kind of things. But you know, maybe they're not going to automate that backside of things. They're still going to have those compliance specialists. But um, you know, I think they're they're trying to look at a cost thing of of companies making more money with having less people and less overhead. So sure. definitely interesting of of how that will evolve and, and good for them for trying it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a I, good, bad, or indifferent. It's right. it's they're trying a different model just as Atlas Price started a different model when we started. And uh, we'll just see how that happens we'll moving see, forward. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, at, at this point, I don't have, I don't see any plans internally here for us to do anything like that. That's, I, we've always believed that the recruiter piece is, is you're an advocate for your nurse, right? I mean, that's, when it comes right down to it, you, you're an advocate for them. You're their support between the hospital and, you know, and, and that's, I, I, I think that piece is just always going to be there. I 100% agree. So, all right. Well, that's all for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. We're yeah. almost we're almost two double digits here. So yep, I'm pretty excited. So. All four people that watch. That's right. No, Thank you to we're all just kidding. We just uh, appreciate what you guys are doing out yep. there. Please, uh, you know, send your feedback, send your comments, yep. uh, topics you'd like Rich and I to discuss on and or touch on. Uh, we're more than happy to do that. So have Watch a great. Gr- uh, I'm on Instagram a lot. Uh, Atlas is on Instagram a lot, and I've actually started doing some Instagram uh, stories. Okay. Just behind these, behind the scenes on this. So if you want to behind the scenes on our awesome tripod and you know things like that, <laughs> do it here. Check us out on Instagram. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you next week.